Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, it's Fruit of the Boom Podcast, and it's episode 12. Episode I'm your man, 12. Matt Sawicki. I'm your man, JBJR. We got our buddy Wishmaster here. Hey, what's going on? How you doing, brother man? I'm doing good. Good, 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 man. Great, 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 great to have you, man. No, I appreciate real. it. Thanks for having me. Man, yeah, we appreciate you for coming, like, for real, real, man. Like, I was driving, kind of that traffic was kind of fun. Yeah, I came from Central West End, so that's not too bad. Okay, there you go. Okay. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Short trip, maybe down Compton or Jefferson. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, just like I told you right before we started, uh, keep it natural, keep it simple, and that's how we do things, cool. man. So, uh, so, first things first, man, just uh, I ask the same basic question, which is, how did you start getting into music production? Wow. All right. Well, I'm originally from Chicago. All right. Um, Shout out stand up. Yeah. And uh, I basically got into uh, music as a, I was a DJ. And okay. I used to DJ at clubs. Actually, my, my first name was DJ Playboy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I used to sell mixtapes. Like the like original mixtapes were actually you take instrumentals and you put acapella, you know, different acapellas yeah. and different That's songs. That's I, I, You know, I tell a lot of people about that. Okay. And then... Um, I probably did that for a couple years, and then I started. Uh, I kind of started seeing the reaction of the crowd when I was in a club, and I was like, you know, I was listening to Timberland and Dr. Dre and Neptunes, and uh, I was like, I want, I want to create the music that I'm playing for these people. I want them to react to my sound. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I basically bought a keyboard. My first keyboard was like a Roland, and then it was it was made for EDMs, you know, like dance music. So yeah. I, kinda, <laughs> I returned that, okay. and then I got a Chord Triton. And uh, I just started making beats, Hell and yeah. you know I had no teacher except for the you know the producers ahead of me, pretty much like Timberland, Dre, and Neptune. So when I first came out, I sounded okay. just like Timberland, Dr. Dre, and Neptune. There you go. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. And then uh, from there, I uh, I, st- I was making beats, and I f- didn't know what to do with them, so I didn't know about selling. I didn't know what a producer was, and I uh, went online and I found a website called MP3.com. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with yeah. that. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. like the first sound click. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started selling beats online, so that's pretty much how I got into it. That's okay, awesome. that's what's up, yeah. man. So a Triton, huh? Yeah. Did you use an MPC and a Triton, or just Triton? I didn't use MPC right away. No, I got MPC later. It was just the Triton, so yeah. I was using the drums on there and everything. Totally. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I got a Triton downstairs. I just grabbed it like oh, uh, cool. a few months ago because I needed a live live keyboard that was worth a shit and that uh, yeah. nice. I could figure out. But man, trying to like. I can't. You can't look up like how to use a Triton on YouTube. There's no videos. There's, you know <laughs> like what? You're nothing. right. About, you know what? I think we discussed that it's before. Yeah, you're right, right about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Yeah, because I think get in there and mess around on your own. Right. <laughs> I think I actually did try to look that up and I couldn't find it. Nah, there's nothing. I, I nothing. should totally do it and have a million views on every fucking video. Oh, right. dude. You should, dude, you should. In, in ten years, all the retro kids right. coming back on Triton will be like, oh, it's it's this twenty year old keyboard. It sounds amazing. Yeah, and a lot of the uh, <laughs> Neptune's kits are like right in there too. Like yeah. The stock sounds. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, uh, uh, so matter of fact, speaking of, uh, that's a perfect segue. So, what are you using right now for music production? I am using FL Studio. Yeah, oh, nice. Yeah. Coming from Analog too, my so. man, fellow FL user, my man. <laughs> yeah, so I, uh, I got an FL. Um, basically, someone let me use it, and at first, I was like, "This is stupid." Like, <laughs> like I'm like, I use an MPC. Like these sounds are just shitty. You know what I mean? You have the, you know, it was all the stock sound. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, and yeah, I played yeah. around with it for a little bit, and I was like, I can't do this. And then I think. I want to say version four or five came out and uh, you were allowed to use like virtual instruments and then I'm like uh-huh. and I was using like a violin that was recorded in like Berlin oh shit and I made nice. a beat out of it I was like alright I'm switching over so yeah. I, I was using my Triton to uh, I was sequencing with that and I was uh-huh. still using the sounds and I was using some of the Fruity Loop sounds okay. for doing my drums and then uh, I just shifted all the way over that's what's up yeah. 
Oh, man. Yeah, That's one of the best up. programs out there. Yeah, and, man. It's a, and it's a tool. And I tell people, it's like, no matter what you use, it's a tool. Absolutely. You can't judge people off what they no. use. No. Right, because it's all about, it's not the machine, it's the man behind it. Yeah, right. and how it works for you. Like, man, it could be a great thing or it could be a terrible thing, but if you're able to rock it, then um, fuck it. Exactly. Fuck it. I remember it back in the day when people used to ask me what I used, and I was like, oh, shit, I got to tell them. <laughs> like, oh, and it was Laffy Taffy was out at the time, uh-huh. so you know everybody thought, oh shit, Absolutely. this guy's got whack beats now. You know? No, I totally. So. I, I used Fruity Loops in like 2005, 2006, 2007 when I was making beats a lot still, and like yeah. that was the thing. It was hard to tell. Like people would be like, no, you didn't make this. In right. Like, no, I fucking did. I'm just not like a loser. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't make right. shitty beats. Right. And then you know, you got people like Knife Wonder who's like. Yeah, I make my stuff on Hillfield Studio. No, you don't. Right. Yes, I do. And yeah. it, it's like, it's no, see, I think, clearly, I think yeah. even Timberland, those guys are using some oh, kind of, of, you know what I mean? Oh, totally. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but you know what? I think the thing with people with FL, um, like I've told people a lot is, FL is an easy, user-friendly interface, but it right. can't be so easy you can't mess up on it. Yeah. Like, it can be too easy. It's like, it's like yeah, it's like too much, like so much, it can be too much hand-holding to uh-huh. an extent. And then I've just heard just trash. I mean, it's just, you know, honest, uh, I know. I, I mean, yeah, I'm trying I mean, to go somewhere. I like the step sequencer. That's the reason I stay with it. Yeah, I, exactly. I drums in two seconds. Absolutely. So. I'm a I piano roll guy, man. My biggest thing I miss in Machine is the step sequencer. I mean, yeah. you could do it, but it's not the same. It's right. not, I don't know. It's more like a piano roll. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I do piano roll, and I'm a slice X, man. Like, I sure. love the yeah, slice yeah, yeah. Like, I love that feature on it, man. That's how. I, that's pretty much how I be like, getting down like I have. Does it work like, like a FL slicer? Is it the same thing? Has yeah, it? for the most part, man. Okay. So, yeah. Um, I started, before I even started using slice X and everything, I started using, like, Soundforge back in the day. Oh, okay. So, like, top of and then I would just, like, import everything. I used and to call it Pro, there. so I got you beat. There you go. Day. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even called that anymore. <laughs> Is it Adobe Audition now? It is. Yeah. 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 And Adobe Audition's like getting cool, man. Like, yeah, it's, not, it is. it's not bad. They got the whole isotope, like, noise right. reduction shit built it's, into it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like, damn. Dude. Yeah, man. I'm actually, I'm low key want to try Audition, man, because I really want to see what it's about. I don't know what it's about. I know nothing. I, I don't either. I mean, I use the original. Anyone, uh, anyone is listening in right now, please email us and tell us about the yeah. Adobe Audition. We would <laughs> love to know I about it. I use Adobe every day. It's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, also, man, so on top of just you using FL and everything like that, um, do you still use a lot of your virtual, uh, any, like, solid hardware, by any chance, like your NPC along with FL? Do you use, like, your... Like a Triton, like what Matt was talking about, or do you just stick to just the interface and that's it? Yeah, I, I got I sold all my shit. Yeah, I, I had sound oh, modules. I had a Triton. I had a fan on my head. All that stuff. That's a team. Oh, wow. Man. I was like, why? Why am I going to use these keyboards when I'm using, you know, instruments that recorded a million dollar studios in Contact? You know right. what I mean? So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I sold everything. I, I use my oh, go tos. Wow. I would say is Contact. Uh huh. Um, have you guys heard of Output? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I use a lot of their stuff, and yeah. then uh, Omnisphere too. Uh huh. Big time, and then um, God, what did I just start working with? Uh, Tone Two Electra. Okay. Electra. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's I've been using that a lot lately. Nice. Too, so. That's what's up, man. Yeah. All virtual. Hell yeah. Yeah. I, do you, you have any thoughts on like those those uh, the boxes that are like analog boxes controlled like over USB that's but they're like they're like digitally controlled analog boxes? Have you seen that at all? I've seen, you're talking about like by Korg and I think Roland makes them too. So, uh, I'm not even sure who's making them. I'm uh, but they have but it's like you still have an interface in your computer, but I guess it's being generated on a 
on an analog box in some way. I don't know. My enge- our engineer Dominique, he's always all about that shit. And I'm just like, I don't know why you would want to do that. Yeah, <laughs> I guess the same, it would be the same thing as having a mixing board that's digital, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, like, right. it's redundant, man. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so right. quick at the mouse though. That yeah. I'm just like, yeah. That's what I'm so. on, man. Why carry an extra thing? Right. Extra piece of luggage on the airplane that you can't use. Now, I will say the uh, MPC Live is pretty cool, but, yeah. but you can take it with you and it has sure. sounds built in. Absolutely. So it's like if you're on an airplane right, right. or something, you can still make beats. You don't yeah. have to plug into your laptop. So That's tight. That thing was pretty cool. I bet. Yeah. I think the new ones are giving a run for their money. I wasn't impressed with their first generation of new stuff, like yeah. coming coming over to the computer, but I think now they're they're making a good run at machine again. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, uh, speaking of machine, I just saw, I think it was the Mark III, I yeah. think. Yeah, I was like, oh, so is this their competition for NPC Live? I don't know that it is, because it like, still, I think, requires a computer. It's got, an, okay. it's got an interface built into it, though, and I think that's a pretty cool addition. Yeah. yeah. I think I always thought it was missing that. <laughs> it's like, why doesn't it have an interface? Right. I mean, it makes sense. I mean... I think they're going at push with that more than anything. If they could build something, do you guys know what the Miko or Nico yeah. or whatever it is? Uh-huh. They could do something like that, but not so heavy. Yeah. But I mean, it's all in one. Totally. You know I, mean? right, right. I remember that, two people cool. carrying yeah. Nikos into the studio <laughs> yeah. back then. They must have been pretty big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those things are heavy. Yeah. Hell no. Nah. <laughs> so uh, tell me a little. So let's go ahead and dig in some more history, you man. So. Okay. Uh, First off, uh, tell me about like uh, how did you get into like the actual business aspect of the being a music producer, like placements and whatnot. Like, tell us the history, of, like how they came to be. All right, so I guess I'll, where I left off is I started putting beats online, and uh, a lot of people start hitting me up, and they're like, "Hey, we, you know, we like your tracks," and like I said, I sounded like Dre and Neptune and stuff. So, and. Um, I, so MP3.com used to play you for how many spins you got. So mm-hmm. I would, you know, I. Uh, would just get checks in the mail after like three months. You know, they were like 50 bucks, but I was a, I was a kid, so I was like, all right, this is pretty cool. Hell yeah. Hell and yeah. then... Um, <laughs> I'd take free $50 checks. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was, and I was in my uh, my basement at one point. I spent a whole weekend clicking on my tracks just so I could get paid. And I, <laughs> you know, I, I didn't know about IP addresses, so it's like one fucking click <laughs> counted. You know what I mean? So all I right. spent a whole weekend doing nothing pretty much. <laughs> um, but from there, um, they stopped paying us, so I had to figure out a way. I was like, well, how do I, what do I do with these tracks now? And then, uh, that's one of my favorite tracks I did right there. Hey. <laughs> um, so I started going through my emails, and I saw I had like maybe 200 emails of people saying, hey, I want to buy your beat and uh-huh. all that stuff. And I was like, oh, shit, how much do I charge? So um, I hit this guy back, and I said, uh, I, I'll, you know, I looked over my phone bill, 60 bucks, and that's what I sold my first beat for. <laughs> And then I started climbing from there, and I, you know, I, then I was like, I was up to like seventy bucks and a hundred. Then I went up to like two hundred, and I, I think the most I was getting paid online because I was uh, getting so popular was uh, three thousand dollars a track. Whoa! Yeah. Oh man. Which back then was just crazy. Fuck Hell yeah. yeah. And then uh, Mr. Economy came around, and uh, people just couldn't afford to buy beats, you know, for the prices I was charging. Yeah. So I, I even went down to five hundred dollars, and and I remember some guy went off on me, and he's like. Dude, you're not Timberland. Like, I'm not gonna pay you five hundred dollars for a track. <laughs> I said, first of all, Timberland gets like two hundred fifty thousand. Right. But, you know, but good luck. Right. Um, I would pay Timberland five hundred dollars, right. but shit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. So then uh, I had to come up with a new idea. So I came up with an idea to uh, license tracks online. So, yeah. You know, and that's what a lot of people are doing now. A lot of people don't understand that I'm like one of the original people that started leasing. That's beats. awesome. Yeah. That's what's up. And uh, from there, you know, I was I was licensing for twenty five bucks, and I ended up making more money and, and reaching out more fans and selling them outright. I bet. Yeah. And then uh, that's yeah, that's how I gained my popularity. So, and then do you want do you want to know about 
after that. Oh, dude, please. <laughs> right. Dude, you got I'll the floor, man. I don't want to run off. All right. Oh, dude, please keep going. Like, you got the floor, uh, man. As soon as I started licensing beats, that's when I started getting a huge fan base. And I was getting hit from, I mean, all different countries. And that's how I, uh, I got introduced to Nelly, um, Ludacris. Um, there's a, a, a company called Midway Games. They did a game called NBA yeah. Ballers. So I got a call by this guy uh, named, oh, I forgot his name. He's gonna be pissed. Uh, but basically, <laughs> he called me and he said, "Hey, I'm from Chicago. Uh, we got this this company called Midway Games." I said, "Oh, I know Midway Games." Yeah. And he's More like, "Yeah, we're, we're doing yeah, this yeah. new concept. It's called NBA Ballers. It's basketball, but it's also the lifestyle of a basketball player. So uh -huh. you know, you gotta you know get your stats up, and then you get to buy like jewelry and clothes and and cribs." And I was like, "Dude, I want to be a part of this." Yeah. That's so he uh, he had me come down to the office and he showed me the game and he's like, "So I want you to kind of." Be the guy that does a lot of the tracks. No so, shit. Yeah, so I ended up doing That's 20 so... beats on there. Oh man. And uh, five songs. Yeah. That's so the it shit. was my first kind of industry thing. I got 25k for it. So Damn. I was like, I was pretty excited. Yeah, as a kid. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. And uh, yeah, from there, I, my name started getting out more. And uh, like I said, I, I started working with Nelly. I came to St. Louis. Yeah. Um, I did a song on Ludacris's "Disturbing the Peace" album. It was uh, called "Come See Me" with Smoke and Stat Quo. Uh huh. Okay. Um. God, I'm trying to think what else I did. I've worked with Twister, E40, um, Pitbull, uh, Tech Nine. I've done a lot of Tech Nine records. Nice, yeah. nice. Shout out to Tech Nine, the Strange Music. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, and that's that's pretty much from there. I just uh, kept producing, and I've worked with a lot of artists. So <laughs> that's yeah. what's up, man. That's what's it's up. It's tough. Man. Yeah, I, for, I forget some of this. No, stuff, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I worked with a lot of artists. Yeah. You know, yeah. shit. <laughs> I couldn't tell you everybody I work with here. Right, exactly. Right. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> They're a little maybe more, you know, in my every day than even that yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah man uh so i would like to ask you like um as far as like how many tracks would you say you have like if you had to say like a ballpark figure how many tracks you think you say you may have made just oh, over shit. time um, I don't know if you guys know about me, but I, I'm known for making 15 to 20 tracks a day. Nice. Uh, yeah, that's that's what Nelly always he called me every day to, to bring beats because he's like he knew I had like 15 or 20 you know new ones. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'd say probably like maybe 5,000, maybe even more than that. Oh, I would think that's a small number. That's I probably a small number. number. I, I mean, I lost a thousand in LA. I lived in LA for two years. And yeah. I, I dropped my hard drive probably oh, like no. one foot off the floor, and I'm like, oh, it's fine. Nope gone Dunzo. yeah I lost wow. 1,000 beats so yeah probably even more than that I would think so I make beats Jeez. every day so yeah every day that's my therapy I mean if you did so. 15 for 200 days a year that'd be like right like 600 beats exactly right? well, there's yeah. some days here and there I might make one or two you know what I mean that's like failure for me but yeah yeah <laughs> oh man <laughs> tons of beats yeah tons, tons of beats <laughs> so uh, let me ask you this then so uh, as far as just making beats um, I'm pretty sure you give like beats like all types of crazy names and shit right I do <laughs> and sometimes artists write to those uh, the name right? of those tracks sometimes. Right. Yeah. is that the most interesting thing that when you is. like give it a throwaway ass name yeah. and you're like oh you mean you named your song that like, right yeah, I'm right. some like Smurf shit, and then you're like, oh, that's a great concept. Let me write off of that. <laughs> that's the way to yeah. do it. <laughs> oh man. So, uh, do you have a particular process when you make your beats, or do you just just turn on your computer and just go at it from there? I go at it. Yeah, I just uh, I might start with drums. I might start with melody. Um, I do I do different genres too. So I do, I do country. So I don't know if you guys knew that I do country and NFL studio. So when I play Hell country yeah. track for people and they're like, "Where'd you make that in Pro Tools?" I said, "No, I made that in FL Studio." 
Yeah, so I, uh, it, it just depends on the mood I'm in. Sometimes I'll do a country track, sometimes I'll do a trap record, R&B, pop, EDM, dubstep, whatever. You know. so do you do everything wow. original or you do sample-based stuff too? I do both. Yeah. Um, I stopped sampling for a while because I got screwed a few times. Sure. I did a song with uh, Chingy and Bobby Valentino, mm -hmm. and I sampled a uh, an 80s record. It was just a one-hit wonder. It was, from, uh -huh. uh, it was from one of Adam Sandler's movies. And uh, they tried to clear it, and they just wouldn't. They wouldn't let. They wouldn't them, budge. They, huh? they wouldn't budge. So it kind of kind of made me a little jaded. That's and dumb. then uh, I did a song for the Lonely Island for their second album that was supposed to be their single, and yeah. I sampled Izzy Brothers, and same thing. They really? Clear it. Yeah. So I was like, Why you know, are you here in St. Sampling. Louis? They wouldn't even help you. No. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. Nope. I was I was pissed. I was like, this sucks. Cause I don't know if you guys know, I did I'm on a boat. Yeah. Like, yeah. For uh, yeah, yeah, Lonely yeah. Island. So I was like, damn, I'm getting another single. Right. You know? and, and then there's that happened. Like, I was like. So in a situation when that happens, like is replaying it or trying to like get the, the mechanicals Bobby, the Bobby to work? The Bobby Valentino I did, I, I replayed the record. Uh -huh. It just wasn't the same. Sure, it still was on the record, but it just didn't have that same feeling. Yeah, right, right, right. The other one was just no, no go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's funny too, because they've been sampled so many fucking times. What do they give a shit? I, right. I don't know. I don't know. They're on been, so many fucking huge records. The other thing is, is, there was sometimes they have about 15, 20 writers on some of these songs. Oh. So maybe, you know, if one of the writers says no or, sure. or they can't get a hold of them, you know? So okay. I, don't know I never happens. thought about that. Yeah. That makes better sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? What's crazy is, I, uh, like a while back, like a couple months back, I ran across this uh, website. I don't know if they ever put it up called like, Tracklib or something like that. Tracklib. It's something like that. It's basically like a website that actually sells out, like, Sample songs for like yeah. two dollars a piece, two three dollars a piece, something like that. And you and yeah. it's already clear, like everything's already clear. You just it's, you just buy them clear. Can, Can you, you write that down for me, please? Yeah, because <laughs> I've been sampling a lot lately because that's a sound right now. You yeah, know, it's, it's hiding samples with oh, yeah. beats. Yeah, yeah so I've dude. been doing that a lot lately. So, hey, so you, what do you think about like? So there's a lot of songs getting sampled, but like it's current music. And then six months, it's sampled and back out again. Yes. What the fuck? How does I know. <laughs> do I know? Right. That has been blowing my mind. Like Bruno Mars' record on on Kendrick shit. Like right. what the fuck? Dude, if, if, dude, if, it has, that too, hey, yeah. if it has a certain thing that you could just like, huh? Let me snatch this. I, mean, I, I wonder you if the culture saying? is more accepting now, and everybody's like, well, let's just get fucking paid. Like yeah. everybody's. I mean, right. why not? You why keep not? getting paid off it, you know. Um, and the thing is, too, what if what if they start sampling records that are out on the radio now? You yeah. Know? <laughs> You know, there could be a hit, and they're like, oh, let's sample that. Yeah. Over, you know, I don't know. Dude, it's, hey, if people get paid off, as long as people get it paid, get, Well, that's why, I, that's why I don't understand why people won't clear things sometimes. It's like, you can get paid forever. You can ask yeah. for any any amount of publishing you want to. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't understand, like, right round, you know, huge record by Flowrider, but they, the original, you know, um, writers took 100%. Yeah. Which, you know, blew up his career and the producer also. But, sure. You know, they're getting paid Absolutely. Forever. So why would you why would you say no? No, and you, you know? hear about that too. I mean, yeah. the, the original writers would just take it all, and it's like, well, fuck, man. I mean, still, we got a song yeah. that's gonna ma make it. You know right. what I mean? We'll just do it. Right. Exactly. And plus, it keeps the like the original song like relevant in some way. Like, don't you want your right. like your sound? That you did work hard for have some form of relevance, you don't want to just die off and exactly. be forgotten. Not so. to see, you know, Michael Jackson or right. Quincy Jones is like, oh, I don't need it. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. I keep my art yeah, here. I'll keep my art here. Yeah, right. exactly. But it's like, like you said, like if you like a one hit wonder, you made something that's just kind of just fell off the face of the earth, and then someone's like, hey, I want to use this. Hey, right. You want to get paid? Hey, becomes big, because <laughs> a national hit. I mean, why not? Who knows? And then now your name, your name is still relevant. Maybe 20, 30 years after you make something, right. and no one ever forgot you. And then you just 
I mean, it happens. I mean, I've seen it happen. I've always felt like that's probably just somebody just like, I hate hip hop. Yeah, like, I think so, man. That's what I was going to say, too. Yeah, I they, think I so, man. Type of music. I don't want that my numb shit. You know? Right. I think so, man. Like, I think it's just a stigma that's been having for like the past at least 20 years. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean. Well, there's people who just don't even consider sampling as like art is valid. Is he, and it's like that that whole mind state can be real strong and, and dumb. <laughs> my, what, my favorite thing is people that say that about sampling and they go use loops. Yeah. Dude, yeah, like, who's oh, just talking I got about this loop in there? Yeah. I don't sample. I don't sample. I use a loop. Like, dude, you're sampling. I'm sorry. Right. I mean, and then like that's how hip hop started. Right, yeah. So, I mean, without sampling, you wouldn't have rap and hip hop music right. anyway. No shit, man. So, exactly. I mean, yeah. I think, I don't think, like you said, I don't think people understand the history behind it. And like, and like you were saying, like before we started, man, like, it's a it's a skill it's an art it's a really it like a skill to do it like anyone can just take a loop and just put drums or call right. a day but if you chopping up something make it unrecognizable well, to it's, whatever it's, extent it's not only hey. fun but it also gets you out of your you know your comfort zone I don't know I don't know about you but when, yeah. like, when I'm playing stuff sometimes I go the same chords yes yeah, absolutely mm-hmm. like, I, like I love C minor and I'll find myself always playing C minor. So if I get a sample, it's played mm-hmm. in a different key and yep. it just makes me go to a different place. Absolutely. So, yeah. That's that's my biggest thing that I like about sampling is it's it's like unpredictable. It's right. the most unpredictable way for me to play music. Like if I'm playing a guitar, I mean I still like felt like I knew it was gonna come out of my right. fingers. But if I'm like on some pads or a keyboard and I have a sample spread across the whole thing and I hit this one and then this one and they sound tight like i would never have picked those exactly right. that that to me is always like that inspiration that comes from just doing music instead of like planning out music that's what i've always liked about sampling it's always like unpredictable cool shit can happen right. Right, that's right, a sample right. plan right now fuck yeah <laughs> i was like hey i was like wait a minute it's all it's like be a dope sample I'm like <laughs> that's dope man i like that man i like that man so uh Tell me, like, maybe, like, uh, do you have any, like, crazy stories that you want to tell us about, like, you in the studio, maybe with, like, a certain person? You don't even got to say any names. I won't say a name, yeah. Yeah, just so, say, okay, that's what, so, don't say yeah. names. You don't have to say any names. I actually tell this to my students, too. Okay. <laughs> um, so I was in L.A., and right. uh, when I first moved there, I, uh, as a producer, I had to, I didn't have a studio. So, mm-hmm. you know, I went to my manager, like, hey, I got, you know, these artists that want to work with me. What do I do? Well, you just going to rent out a studio. I'm like, well, how much is it? You know, I could probably get you like 600 a day. And I'm like, dude, I don't know if I could every day $600. So I did it a few times and I'm like, I got to figure something out. So what I did is I started renting houses and I would take one of the rooms, you know, yeah. turn it turn into a studio, turn a closet into a booth and I just have them come to my house. Totally. So I had this very famous actress come over to my house and uh, then my manager hooked up and he said, hey, she's, you know, she's got money. She might not be that talented, but you know, this like I said, she'll she pay wants. you up front. She's something she wants to do. She okay. likes your stuff, so you know, make it happen. I'm like, all right, man, all right, you know, I'll do it for you. <laughs> uh, but she came through, and I started listening to some of your mu- her music. She uh, was from a different countries, so she had a, a really thick accent. I think mm-hmm. it was like Russian, and she played some of her stuff, and it was awful. It was oh, just man. Like, oh, man. I was like, this is gonna be tough. <laughs> so I was like, all right, how about this? I'll play some tracks and uh, pick something, and then we'll, you know, maybe we can write it together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I pulled some out, and she's like, all right, yeah, I like that trick. Um, and then she starts kind of bouncing around the room. So she starts jumping on my couch, spinning around my chair, and I'm like, all right, maybe she's really feeling this. And she's like, oh, I'll be right back. Where's your bathroom? She goes in the bathroom and plays like 10 minutes and then comes back and then starts just freaking out again, just like jumping on things. And then it's like one time she even like hit me in the back of the, on my back. And I'm yeah. like, what is going on? <laughs> I'm thinking, this, you know, 
I think what she was doing is coke in my bathroom. Yeah, it sounds and like that. My <laughs> wife is in the other room too, like cooking dinner. Cause and I was like, oh man. So I basically just I stopped the session. I'm like, I can't do this. So yeah. I'm like, hey, you know, let's. Uh, why don't you take some tracks with you, write to him, and then we'll set up a session. It'd be better that way. But that was probably one of the weirdest things that ever happened to me. I mean, she was just jumping around the room. It was it was nuts. So. Uh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was crazy. And it, this is a famous actress, too. Just so you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's wow. Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, man. So, speaking of, um, like, so let me ask you this. Like, so is there any particular tracks that, like, you made that just hold something near and dear to you? Like, just like, these are just the ones I made that I like the most, or the ones I've sold that, like, I love this made this I'm love that this person used this track this way like something that holds close to you yeah um, so I mean there's some tracks that I like like uh, I'm gonna boat was a throwaway beat I mean I, I hated that track yeah so when I did I was like oh shit this is gonna make me look bad <laughs> but people like it so I was sure. like alright I was like sure yeah it's a great beat uh, <laughs> you like it I love it right right there you go uh, there's a lot of I think a lot of the tracks that Tech 9 did of mine I just you know I love his style so uh -huh. I feel like you know sometimes people do my track and I feel like my beat outshines their lyrics you know what sure. I mean? not, not even sound cocky or anything but I felt like Tech when he came in he's just like he made my tracks sound a lot well he'll better. like take your hi-hats and like yeah rap to them and stuff right, yeah, exactly like, yeah. like oh shit you're like you're listening to my rhythms exactly yeah. he'll go from a triplet to a dotted eighth to a sixteenth yeah. you know note with his you know with his lyrics and you're like holy cow yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah there's there's a lot of tracks out there but I, I uh, also do not like my tracks after I listen to them a few times yeah mm. it's, that's why it's tough for me to sell beats because I always think oh this is this not is good old enough shit. It's, yeah it's old or I just don't like this anymore and mm. I have to hear it from other people they have to tell me like damn dude you need to you need to shop that track yeah you know? So I can understand that, man. Yeah. Like, so I, I, I like to get rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've started listening to a lot of tracks recently myself, and I was just like, well, I don't know what I should do with them. Then I just let a few random people here, and they were like, yeah, sell that to somebody right now. I was yeah. like, but I also made some mistakes because back in when I started, I used to have tracks I loved, and like I wouldn't sell them. I'm yeah, like, no, this uh, this is for Absolutely. Jada Kiss, or I need to save this for uh, you know Jeezy. Mm -hmm. And those tracks end up never, you know, they don't go getting anywhere. to those people. Yeah. And they're sitting there, and then they get old. Yep. And you're like, well, I'm stuck with my best tracks. I felt and, like that yeah. so many times. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. And I, I kind of like, that was like a mentality I got. Like, I was like, I can't do that. Like, I always feel like next year, I'm going to feel like everything I made this year is going to be shitty and old. And so, like, right. keep right, that right, right, mentality right. and just, like, keep spitting new shit and don't exactly. like don't hold anything precious because in, in a year you're gonna think it's crap anyways exactly that's why now i'm doing an online licensing again and i'm just gonna put everything up there i don't care yeah. how good it is it's just gonna it's gonna be up there so. hey so let me ask you a question you you might have some good insight in on this Wh what do you think about i i believe people put beats on youtube simply to just get views generating mm -hmm. their cash income and so then they're generating like you're you're making beats with the goal of it getting views on youtube and you getting a check from youtube and not even being worried about like possibly selling that beat have you what what do you so think recently about that? i um i've been studying this nonstop. because uh -huh. like i said i'm going back i haven't put beats online for over 10 years and i'm like mm. man this is a new game i need to learn this yeah so yeah, you do. It's it's called monetizing. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. But I don't, it, it doesn't seem like that much money where it would even, like, I think it's more about they get the, people are lazy now. Mm -hmm. And that's, every time I talk to a kid, I'm like, you know, I, I ask him, I said, where'd you get the beat? YouTube. Yeah. I'm like, what? No, every what? day. Yeah. Ten, ten, ten right. out of the, of the 11 beats I work on <laughs> are re recorded and they get from, from YouTube. YouTube. Right. So I, I'm seeing it all the yeah. time. And I mean, the numbers 
It's like if you get a million views, you get like three grand or something like that. Which I mean, maybe isn't a whole lot for a guy like you or something like that. But for like a producer, if they're like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, they get millions, but some of these guys aren't getting millions. And right. but I think they're using it to get people to their site to download it, so they'll uh-huh. have like they'll have that link. This is instant download. Sure. Uh-huh. But like you said, when you get up there, then you're making some real. I dough. mean, you'll you'll yeah. I'll be I, I, no shit pulling ones up from like a week ago that have. 800,000 views yeah. on it already and it's like well fuck man if you oh, build yeah, those a guys fucking paid. thing I thought you are talking about these newer producers n- yeah. no I'm talking no. about I mean these are nobodies though this is like a yeah, nobody yeah. guy or a guy that you end up hearing right, I hear you a saying, bunch yeah. but but you know not somebody yeah. that if you told anybody outside of the industry <laughs> they would never heard, know who you were talking about but right. I mean shit if you're getting like that kind of residuals off of YouTube I'm just curious like I wonder when either that's gonna get bigger or get smaller <laughs> like which direction that's gonna go I and hope how it gets bigger because I'm just gonna start doing it yeah <laughs> I've been doing a video to every single beat I'm putting I up, think that's so, the yeah. way to do it, it is, a, for, yeah. for me that's what I would do if I was really trying to sell I, th- I that's where artists go that's what they do they go I'm, to YouTube they're like man I'm just gonna go to YouTube and the hustle I'm beats. trying to do is like make kids music because kids just watch videos over and over and over that's and over smart. and over that's again smart. man and I, I just yeah. make kids music all day and get the views from that like the biggest the, my kids we watch that shit man the one the biggest video that they've watched has 2.8 billion views on it it's something mm. like it's made 400 million dollars for the people yeah my daughter watches that youtube kids so yeah I know, yeah totally Huge amount of you know what i mean yeah. like that's the, the mentality same songs too yep mm. same song over and over that's again that's all i'm looking at people yeah. I, I wonder if how much how much that's going to change media consumption over the next 10 years you know yeah <laughs> right because you have to think about the fact i mean you don't have to just use it for just like just songs just for like people to like rap or sing on like you use it like for scores or soundtracks mm-hmm. or background music whatever the case may be and you still getting money off that just via monetization sure. so yeah so I mean it's different ways it's, it's like for producers it's like really more than one way to skin a can like how to make money out you, of it. You, and you have to back in the yeah. day I put, I put up a beat up on one site and that's it that's all mm-hmm. I had to do mm-hmm. I just didn't promote it to everybody now you have to have it on SoundCloud YouTube you have to have a site you have to have instant downloads. You know, you have to put ads out there and yeah. stuff like mm-hmm. that. So yeah, it's just it's a different game now. So for sure, producers like a full time fucking game. I couldn't do yeah. it and do studio at the same time. Like it's too. It's like when people are like, "Why don't you make beats?" Like, dude, I can't even make. <laughs> I can't make a dent to make money to to, to right. make it worth the time that I'm investing. Mm-hmm. It would take away from anything else yeah, I exactly. could do. Yeah, it's a lot of work. It's like a one one gig, you know. <laughs> All the time. But that's why I tell people, too, if you're going to do the YouTube, also do tutorials because yeah. they, if they like your music, they're going to like the way you put beats together. Yep. So if you can say, well, this is how I do my hi-hats, and you're going to yep. get all those views. Exactly. You know? So, Right, so, Ben, people don't understand, man. Like, it's a lot of mo- ways to get, make money out of here. So, I mean, like Wish just said, man, like, online is still the new wave to this day, man. Like, I know a lot of uh, producers, um, like they got they start off YouTube and they starting to make a lot of money starting to work with a lot of artists like yeah. a guy I started yeah, online so, yeah. so that's, that's where I came from <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm telling you man like especially YouTube like people sleep on YouTube but one thing I will say is you go on how it's, there is one thing about it and it's like you know it's so easy to rip off of YouTube like you know so easy like, to you do just it. tag everything and, that, and that's the only thing that you really do is tag Absolutely, the shit out yeah. of it and then you know people on your boat like hey can you go ahead and take the tags out like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so like uh, no. this is how I feel. If you want to download my beat and cut out all the tags and do all the editing, go ahead. You know, if, that, if, if you if you want to spend all that time cutting out my tags, then just or, don't put them in the same place every time. Yeah. It makes it real simple. Right. Yeah. Or just pay me my money and tag free. Here you go. Right. Or put them in the same place. Gosh, I can't. I can't. I'm just thinking in my head. Shit. Maybe putting them in the different place every time is worse because then I can just go to your second verse and pull the first verse right. into exactly. it. Exactly. Right. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you guys. 
Yeah, you gotta have it spaced out, man. Cause pe- people do be get slick out here. You know, it's right. it's the truth. It, it is the truth. I mean, we've heard stories about this. I would put it on there with the mentality of it's gonna get downloaded, and I'm just oh that's, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Everything I'm putting up, I'm, I'm like, this is gonna get downloaded. Yep. It, you know, whatever. It is a, hopefully, it gets a whole lot of views, and somebody pays me for or it. Hopefully, it ends up in the studio of some huge artist. Yeah. And like, all right, oh, I just gotta call. They want to use a track. Right. You know, as long as you got the sucker copyrighted, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let me ask you this, man. So, um. Since you've been in the industry for quite some time and you worked with so many artists, um, what advice would you give to anyone when they get into the industry that wants to, you know, work with someone like a, a Nelly or a Rick Ross or anyone like that? Like, how do you? How was? What kind of advice would you start giving someone like that? They're like important tips. Yeah. Uh, first thing I would say is don't try to get in the industry. Just you have to have drive like mm-hmm. you just have to you have to promote yourself like you're a brand there you go and a lot of these guys i talk to they're like man i don't i don't know what to do it's like just go to youtube it tells you how to sell your beats and they just don't have the drive they don't want to do it yeah mm-hmm. a lot of people think you know i'm the best i'm the best in st louis i'm the best in chicago but they sit in their basements and they make beats and they might show some people but they're it's like you're not getting out there yeah and then they're like, oh, one day I'm going to work with this artist. Like, no, you're not. Like, you you have to have the drive. You have to push yourself out there. Give your stuff away. Like, sometimes give out free beats or go find the biggest artist out there in town. And yeah. go give him free tracks. Do sure. some music with him, you know? And uh, that's, I mean, that's what I would say is, like, just don't think about the industry. Think about you as yourself as a brand and just push yourself. They'll find you, you know? There you go, everybody. So that's the way to do it. Just, just. Like my man said, don't even try to just work with whoever you can, right? You know, that, and I think that's Perfect the best way talent. to do it. I think that's the best way to do it too, man. Just work with people who want to work with you, man. Like, because you never know where it's going to take you at the end. Exactly. And it's the truth, you know. Some of the biggest producers came up with another artist. Exactly. And that's what they don't understand too. It wasn't that they just went to Drake and said, oh, now I produce for Drake. He might have done one of your tracks, but the guys who produced for Drake now right. are producing for everybody right exactly you know you got the je you know nelly you got you know alonzo and the track stars and yeah. the track boys and you know I mean? they came up with an artist so right, right right i think that's one thing that's you know important like expect perfect segue so who are you currently working with right now that you were like you no know, in that in that regard so i'm working so i have my own artist his name's uh bryce green he's from st louis and uh he's just He's super talented, okay. and uh, I just been putting a lot of my effort into him. Uh-huh. You know I mean, so I'm producing. I'm producing his record, and uh, you know we got some a couple other producers too. Um, I'm doing that, and like I said, I'm doing the site. I'm getting some beats out there, and I, I still shop all the time. But it's not, you know, this is the thing I tell people too. When you're shopping beats, there's so many people out there. If you're not in those cities, actually getting in the studio with artists, it's not. It's not as easy. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, you have to go visit places. FaceTime you have to is say, for real. FaceTime man. is for real. It's about vibe. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. I'll sit in the studio with Tef and he'll have tons of beats, but it's like his homie sends him one that day and he's like, this is the one yeah. right here. It doesn't right. matter. You know what I mean? You just got to have right connections. So like shopping can be real. Like That's true. Exactly. I've sent Nelly millions of beats and, you know, it, it wasn't the ones I sent him was the one in the studio that I played for him. Yeah. And I was right like, there. I was like, dude, I made this for you. Like this one. This yeah. is the one, you know. Then he picks the next one. <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst. That's that's my favorite. You know, I'll spend a whole night, let's say, on one beat yeah. just for a specific artist, and I'll play it for him. And then they pick the loop that I made. You know, on the next track that it took me like twenty seconds. Yeah. Like, yeah, just keep looping that. I like that track. <laughs> oh, I hate that. So uh, I would say now at this point, um, I would say expand a little bit more on just like. 
what made you more like as far as the online perspective like what have you been studying what have you been learning more about the online game that you could tell more people about to give them more education like if they want to get into more of the online Oh, like, like now, like why, like why am I going back to it? Right, or, right, and just I like especially new things you've learned since from back then to now. Like what have you learned outside okay. of monetization? So, yeah, back then it was. I mean, it was still a lot of a lot, people don't understand. There was still a lot of beat makers out there making beats online, but it's, mm. it's so oversaturated now with technology and software and you know all that stuff. Mm. Um, so it is a different game, but it's um, how do I say this? I had a lot of pure fans back then. Like it was just you know you had people hitting you from different countries saying, mm -hmm. "I love your work and." You know, it was, it was a great feeling. And then, and then even the hustle, just putting beats online and, and just getting them out there and then having all these different artists send you stuff with your, you know, with your track. Um, so I just tell, so it's basically what I tell people now is it's a lot tougher because you have to put it on so many different things. You have to do a YouTube video. I'm sorry, even if you don't want to. Oh, yeah. But this is the thing. You don't have to get Adobe, what is it, After Effects? No, yeah, you don't mm. got to go crazy. There's just something called YouTube Movie Maker that I use. It's free uh -huh. or you can buy like the $20 version it does everything for you people are like but I want my speaker you know or my logo to go to the BS it does that <laughs> I want to have you know the equalizer on the bottom it does that you know I want to have text going back and forth it does all that oh, and, shit. and it's super simple yeah it's called, awesome. it's called YouTube Movie Maker that's game that's the best game that you've given right now and it doesn't uh. and it doesn't take two hours to render it takes about five minutes yeah take notes know. everybody Exactly. Yeah, now I'm telling everybody what I'm doing. So now I'm going to do it like I just screwed myself. <laughs> um, well, you yeah. know nobody's going to do that shit anyway. Right. Like you yeah. said, people well, are lazy, man. Everybody listening is yeah. lazy. You guys aren't going to do nothing. Yeah. You're yeah. no good, nothing. Right. No, you got to have the drive. You have to have the drive. You have to believe in yourself, too. Dude, you can leave the horse yeah. to water, but you can't make them drink. That's sure the thing, true. man. That's true. 100% true. Hey, so I was thinking... When you said that C minor is your chord, you made a hand shape like you play the chord. So do you play your instruments <laughs> did, or do you click them in? I play them. Cool. Yeah. So I've been uh, I play piano at a very young age. I took piano lessons and stuff yeah. like that. So I I have a little you know basic skills. Sure. I'm do not you, a pianist. Do you know, play but, any other instruments or do pianos mean uh, what you do? Finger cymbals, <laughs> uh, tambourine. No, uh, I, no, basic keyboard. Yeah, cool. Piano. Yeah. I could play a little guitar, just basic chords. Yeah. That's what's up. Hey, so tell everybody a little bit about EI. I don't think um, people okay. realize maybe in our podcast that you run EI. So I, do, I run a Extreme Institute by Nelly with Carl Napa. Uh, it's a music school. We, we teach recording and production. And then we also have a business program, but it's an associate, associate, oh associate's <laughs> degree, and a diploma. <laughs> Um, so we, you know, we're basically teaching how to engineer, how to how to record, um, how to produce. We got I, I wrote the whole beat program, so I yeah. have a, a beat I call it beatology. Tight. And then nice. uh, advanced beatology, and uh, and then we have the business program for those who maybe are not that great at music or don't want sure. to do music, but they also they want to do the back end stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's so, great. So uh, yeah, we're downtown on the landing. That's what's up. And how long have you guys been open now? Like six years. That's what I was gonna say. Five or six. Yeah. Yeah, so there's, it's, it's funny. Some people still come and they're like, I've never heard of this place. I'm like, damn, it's been six years. <laughs> <laughs> and so people go there and they come out with a, they know how to do shit, right? They do, yeah. we uh, Our placements are actually up there. Like, we have a percentage we have to stick to and yeah. we're above our percentage just good. because we, yeah, our students are really good at what they do. That's so, wonderful. Yeah, That's so, what's up, man. Proud of you guys. I'm proud of you guys. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so what started the idea of making EI? Like, how did it come uh, to fruition? So it was the previous CEO of Vaderats um, met with Nelly because she wanted him to do a, a, a concert, a benefits concert. Mm -hmm. And they sat down and, you know, he's like, That's cool. Yeah, I could do that. She's like, Yeah, all the proceeds go to, um, you know, uh, for students and okay. then uh, he's like okay he's like you know I, I, uh, I like that idea but 
what about a school? And she's like, hmm, yeah, I would like to do Or no, I think she came up with that idea. She said, yeah, I would like, you know, what about a school? And he's like, you know what? I'll do the concert, but I'd rather do the school. Yeah. So then, uh, yeah, so they, they end up saying, yeah, let's do a school. And then they called Carl, and then Carl called me. And then, yeah, that's, that's how shit. we put it together. Yeah. That's awesome. That's what's yeah. up. So, yeah, it's been six years. Going that's strong. what's up, man. How that's did you meet Carl? Uh, through Nelly. Yeah, yeah, we used to work working records together. Nice. So, yeah, he was always an engineer. Uh-huh. And I was a producer, and he used to, uh, um, oh, what do you do? I forgot what I was going to say. Never mind. Go ahead. The next one. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to insult him, and I just I, I failed. <laughs> He's got so many tattoos. Yeah, Carl, Carl's like my older brother. So, <laughs> yeah. so man, so what's been like the main reception? Like you said, the placement's been really high. So, like, the overall um, reception that you've been receiving from students and other faculty, like, it sounds like it's been really positive. Like, yeah. no, how, and now how's that whole experience been in general? You know, since you've been hearing a lot of that positive feedback, you've seen the placements oh, getting higher, higher, you know, and, you know, and, and when we first started, people, you know, oh, that's a rap school. And it was, you know, it's not a rap school. It's engineering, it's producing. It's not about rap, it's about music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just when people come in, they're blown away by the studio, of course. But if you look at our staff, they're all in the music business, pretty much. Mm-hmm. You know, we got Alonzo, you know, from Trackstars. We have JR. On um, the producer, we have—I mean, we have a ton of people there that have just—they work in the industry. So when they leave, they teach you, and then they go home and they work. You right. Know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's been great. It's also made me better at my craft. You know, these That's these kids up. come in, they're like, "Hey, have you ever checked this out? Listen to this. This is oh, a new tight. thing." Yeah. And it just keeps me on my game too. Absolutely. You know? So. And I notice a lot of people when they, you know, later in life, they don't want to make the music that's out now. And it's like, I don't care. I'll adapt. You know? Oh, yeah. I can care less. I'm still going to keep my talent on there, but, you know, mm-hmm. I'll adapt to whatever's out. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. I think you'd be silly not to. I mean, that's probably the mentality of keeping people from sampling your rec- yeah. their records. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, so go ahead and uh, you know, go ahead and plug it, man. Go ahead and tell them where everyone's located, and then go ahead and just you know, tell everyone where they can find exactly where the EI is, the Extreme Institute is. The Extreme is. Institute is 800 North Third Street. All oh, right, I'm sorry, we changed our address. Oh, 800 okay. Lumiere Place now, uh, but we're in the landing. And uh, also, yeah, if you if you uh, looking for beats, check out wishmasterbeats.com. That's W Y S H masterbeats.com. It's going to be out September 12th, which is Tuesday. Hell yeah! Yeah, so I'm putting about 50, I think 50 to 52 beats up or something. Nice, yeah. nice. One, one a week, huh? I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to put 10 a week actually. No, I mean one for every week, oh, <laughs> for the week yeah, of the yeah, year. Yeah, if yeah, somebody yeah, can yeah, listen, yeah. it's the soundtrack for your next year, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> So uh, speaking of which, man, like what's like I would say since you say you're pretty um, faceted in multi genres, what do you say is like your mo- most favorite genre to produce for? Oh, it's hip hop. That's where I started. Yeah, uh, there, like, you real, there you go. Even, even my other genres have a little hip hop flavor to them. Like even classic hip hop or like rap or like any particular like is just there a style in general? Yeah. yeah, just yeah, whatever. Tight. Yeah. That's what's up, man. Any particular producers, like, you know, I know you said, like, uh, Dre and whatnot, like, Timbaland and uh, Neptunes, but any, like, one newer out, like, now that catches your ear, like, I like them. Like, oh, man, this person's dope. Like, like anyone uh, like that? Metro Boomin's pretty tight. I like yeah. them. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Like, 40. Yep. Um, some of the other producers. Yeah, I like, I like those guys. Those are good. <laughs> the thing is, it's some, sometimes I just, I'm, a, I'm a record guy, so I'll listen to records. Sometimes I don't know who produces sure. it. Sure. You know? And some of them sound the same, too. So, <laughs> But those guys stick out. Sure. That's what's up, man. Yeah. What, yeah, man, like seeing someone like Metro Boomin coming from the hometown and just winning like he is. That's what I heard. I, he's from here. Right? Yeah, yeah, dude, yeah, dude yeah. like born and raised, man. So this is like, man, seeing someone from the hometown winning like that. You guys ever that. meet him? 
He no. called me one time to try and like uh, get me to tell somebody that he was at my studio and that's why he wasn't at school. And I was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> and I, I think I told him no. And I think I probably never really heard from him again. That's funny. <laughs> well, man, I've always hey. been like, that's my Metro Boobin yeah, story. You go. <laughs> well, hey, if anyone knows the man, let him know. Hey, we'd be having to interview him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But um, let me ask you this. Um, Actually, no, I'm going to let Mads. Mads so. Oh, I, I didn't have anything. I, you didn't have one No, I was, just, I was thinking about Metro Boomin. Yeah. <laughs> in what type of way? No. Right. So I, like, hey, I hope, he doesn't, hope he doesn't call me and some fucking an idiot. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'll be on your podcast. Yeah, Matt's a real asshole. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. You a Mac or a PC guy? I guess both. you're a Fruity Loops. So, oh, wait. Both, yeah. Okay. So, do you're you, both. Okay. I like uh, Mac for Pro Tools. I, I do all my vocal sure. stuff on uh, Pro Tools, and I like uh, PC for Hell making. yeah. Nah. I cannot use Pro Tools on a PC. It drives me crazy. Uh, I don't either. I hate it. It just I crashes mean, all the time. I mean, you know, like Sketch Tools about the Studio One. That's pretty much like Man, the. Man, I think Studio One's about to kick studio everybody's one is dope. ass. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's probably going to be the best one thing. on my Mac. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, like I haven't it. touched it, but I just see a lot of positive stuff. And then Sketch, when he started using it, it just like changed his whole fucking his style went through the roof it was crazy it's like damn dude maybe i'm <laughs> yeah holding back yeah i need a copy of studio one to go ahead and use some of had to look into that sometimes right so. i think it's really cheap i think it's like a 100 bucks yes yeah, i don't yeah i didn't think it was so expensive man yeah it's a, it's a, it's like a i'd say a mix between it has a little bit of fruity loops has a little pro tools and a little logic yeah uh, yeah yeah that's cool. that's what's up i'm gonna have to check that out man got a favorite keyboard oh <sighs> Yeah, whatever has the most keys. I can make keyboards now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, if I, I prefer piano. So yeah. I got a Yamaha, you know, full keys and everything. Yeah. Like, that, yeah. like a Stone S90 or something like that? Like a weighted one? Yeah, or, a weighted one, yeah. Uh -huh. I think nice. it's a YP or something. I don't know sure. Yeah. That's awesome. So let me ask you this. Do uh, Just going back to beats for a second. Uh, do you still have any of like your super early beats, like super early stuff, or did you just like just lose yeah, a long time ago? Hard drive, I don't go through them though. Yeah, oh, okay. it's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> so you never just maybe check them out, like, oh no. man, I grew for so no. much. No do you way. submit them is to anybody, or is that something you hold oh. back on to? Oh yeah, never. I would you never, never ever think never? like I get better every day. I feel you on so, that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I almost wonder if like there's gold in there that you don't that you they're discounting. You know what I mean? That like there could be some melody stuff or maybe an old sample or something that I can redo. But I don't know. They, I'm just saying pretty, like they're pretty awful. Somebody goes through it and they're like, man, this is this is my new fucking this is it. It could be if people want like you know <laughs> Dr. Dre records. Yeah. <laughs> do you never do? You, it's a resurgence yeah. of shit, man. You'd be surprised, man. Dude, you, it's, dude, look. Actually, three six mafia. That's what I was into. So hey, the three, there, six you mafia beats, there you hey, go. Hey, man, those guys, you know, they have their cult followers. Yeah. You know, dude. I mean, they pretty much to me, man, responsible for like the modern day trap sound, yeah. dude. I mean, you got to. I mean, you hear the same thing twenty years ago. Like I always listen to old school yeah. three six mafia. I'm like, yeah. So I'm like, yep. This is literally yeah, history. I, I still bump chicken heads. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, if you look at my Spotify, look at my Google Play, I have like three, six, my playlists yeah. all yeah. over the place, man. So it's like, I mean, it's literally the same sound 20 years ago. Yeah. The right. exact same sound. It's, it's like, kind of wow. a bummer that it's that way, is, is, that they did it and that everybody's still just pushing that sound. But that's tight, too. I'm right. not, not disrespectful to them. I just oh, wish no, everybody absolutely else would not. keep it yeah. I mean, they, I mean, they set the trend. <laughs> I mean, they literally set the trend for like yeah. how stuff goes. Murderous. Now. So, I mean, I've been a fan of 3-6 Mafia for a long time, so, hey, 
I mean, I'm also, but I'm also like a hip hop head at the same time, like Pete Rock and mm-hmm. Ninth or some shit like that. So I'm being real big on that. Or then out here still like Bink or something like that, get real cinematic or Justice League and like, ooh. Sure. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's where a lot so of my. So, who's your guys' favorite in. artist now as far as hip hop artists? Oh, as of right now, oh, Kendrick's still like at the top yeah, for me. I, I think you know? Kendrick's my favorite artist. I, I've, yeah. I've been on and off. I, I like thought, J. Cole too. Yeah. yeah. I like Cole, man. Cole, I like, I like. I really like Cole way more as a producer than an artist. Just me personally. Like, I'm been, I'm been a big fan of his production, like oh, for a long time. Um, so, and I really want to still hear that project that him and Kendrick supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. man. Like, he's supposed to be the producer, and Kendrick supposed to be rapping on it. So, I don't know when it's gonna come out, yeah. or if that's gonna come out, but I I'm will, sure it will. I hope so. Man. <laughs> Uh, They'll just like sweep it, like psh, here's a new record. Yeah, <laughs> it, it'd be like, well, I just want it'd be like, yep, we won, yeah, and, it, and that's it. <laughs> now, my favorite genre is like I like I like Afrobeat, so I'm, I don't yeah. really listen to hip hop. I've been I listened to Kendrick Dam like on repeat for the last three or four months, but uh, I listen to like Afro Afrobeat and yeah, like yeah, yeah. Uh, soul music and funk music. All that's all I listen to. That's I cool. don't really listen to current stuff at all. Yeah, I listen to a lot of jazz and soul music, man. Especially a lot of stuff from like uh, different parts of the country, man. Like I've been listening to a lot of different stuff. Stuff I can't even pronounce or know what the fuck they're saying, but like, <laughs> the music is jamming, so that's why yeah. I yeah. listen to it, man. I listen, yeah, I listen to everything. I just I have to. Uh-huh. Yeah, you yeah, right. When you, right. you create, you have to just listen to different. Totally. I mean, I've been listening to, like the new corn. You know what I'm saying? No like, shit. Yeah. Nice. It's real good. I'm a corn fan. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I was watching Corn uh, play Woodstock '99 on the internet the other day. Oh, nice! Somebody what? was like, "Woodstock '99 was the worst Woodstock that ever happened." <laughs> and like, it was like all these yeah. bands that you're watching. And you're like, "Oh wow! Oh yeah! No, that is that is a pretty funny setup of, of right. bands." Oh my god! <laughs> What I would think were, were the worst bands now. <laughs> wow! <laughs> like Limp Bizkit and uh, <laughs> Everclear and uh, I mean, just tons of bad. Like Kid Rock, Kid right. Rock was on there, like yeah, yeah. Kid Rock out is like a huge horrible. pimp robe, yeah. and it's like <laughs> God, Kid Rock is yeah. so horrible. I don't give a damn. He's fucking horrible. <laughs> oh, I think man. Wild with the Wild, his first step was like kind of interesting that it did its thing, and it and and when you listen to it now, I think you could. I think I have more respect for it now than I did then, but I'm like, that's still crap music. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'd ever put a Kid Rock record on to enjoy it. <laughs> nah. <laughs> All right, my brother. So uh, last thing I want to ask you, which is really just uh, tell people how they can contact you, man. Uh, yeah, wishmasterbeats.com. Uh, you can email me, beatsbywish at gmail. And, wh- and what's your cell phone number? 314. <laughs> what's, your, what's your number here? 838 <laughs> uh, There you go. <laughs> oh, man. But, man, it definitely was a pleasure having yeah, you thanks on, Thanks for man. having me. This was fun. Uh, absolutely. Podcast. Hey. Oh, yeah. Hey, you should come out. I think out. I only messed up twice. Oh, but, I, don't, yeah. I don't think you messed up. Yeah, dude, dude. This has been great, man. <laughs> you should come out sometime and be a judge at the beat battle. Dude, he was interesting. I just, I, I, you, know, you guys know I went on your, I think you did a Facebook post or uh-huh. something, and I was like, hey, I'd, I'd like to be a judge. Oh, no And then shit. someone hit me back, but then I never got hit up again. Oh, damn. Dude, well, I'm so, glad yeah. you're here now. So, hey, look. If you want, October 4th is our next one. Yeah. Um, like, so I'm one of the main judges, man, so you can judge along yeah, with me. Yeah, you jump in it or yeah. judge with me. Absolutely, man. Oh, man, if you jumped in it, that'd be wild. That'd be fun. <laughs> and then I'll lose. I'm like, oh, shit. oh man, isn't that? Yeah. Nobody's <laughs> going to my side anymore. <laughs> hey, 
perfect promotion, dude. Like that's all it's for is networking. I mean, yeah. that's it's all a it's fun is. time. Man. Oh, it's fun. I love anything. I love battles too. I do it at the school too. We nice. Do a beat nice. Every every uh, ten weeks, we have a battle. No so. shit. Yeah, yeah. That's really cool, yeah. dude. Hey, do, do, is that like open to the public or is that a classroom? It's thing? just a classroom thing. That's but I cool. want to do it. I want. I almost want to start a team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it could be oh, the EIC. Oh shit. That'd be dope. And then we do that would be awesome. Man, if it was like how the the rap battles go and they're just like crews, you know what I mean? Chess clubs. Yeah. Dude, and then like I said, tell you something. Take them out. It's sampling time. No, that's tight. Tag people in and like have like family feud, like order yourselves in certain ways because you're going, you know what I mean? Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. That's a great idea. Nobody fucking take my, 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 my guy's good ideas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the same time, like I said, if any of your students, man, ever want to come down to the Monocle, man, we do it first Wednesday every month, man. Like, tell them. Like, oh, yeah. I'll definitely, I'll definitely plug it. Yeah, sure. man, definitely. It's like, free. It's no, you, uh, you got to be 21, I think, is probably the biggest thing. You're right, right, right. Um, you know, if they're 21, you should come out and yeah. tell me that you're from Ian. I'll buy you a drink. It'll be great. Oh, that's awesome. And then at the same time, if you no, win, if you win, you get a hundred dollars in your pocket in a free studio time in this actual studio. And then they get the performance. I think just bragging rights is, is enough, though. Dude, you know what I mean? That, that's just that's the. I think some people, yeah. some people just want the bragging rights for real. Right. I don't think they even care. Like the hundred dollars is probably great too, but you don't know how many times studio time does not get claimed. <laughs> really? Just like, yeah, I just. <sighs> sure, I would think that would be the. Nope. Dude, nope. I would like, hustle it if I was them. Even right, if you don't want right. to use it, just get your buddy to buy it from you. Exactly. There, there you go. Exactly. Like, dude, I'll give you thirty dollars or sell a beat with studio time yeah, attached to it. Exactly. <laughs> There's a lot of hustles. Yeah, exactly. It's a lot, man. So and that's the mentality you gotta have to sell beats. Hey, yes. There you go. You have to. You have to, you have I can't to. tell you how many packages of studio time I've sold with beats and that was the one that made it work. Yeah. <laughs> the thing that I don't care about at all, like studio time, I got that out my ass. Like, if that's what makes you buy this beat right now, you yeah. got we got studio time. Right. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, man, like I said, man, truly do appreciate you just taking the time out with my man and I just talking to us and just being here, man. We really appreciate it, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, thanks, you, thanks for sharing all the knowledge, man. Absolutely, man. Like I said, you're always welcome to come anytime, man. So yeah. All right, appreciate it. Most thanks definitely. For Absolutely. So, man, uh, at this point, man, that's been another episode of Fruit of the Boom. Episode 12. Episode 12. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so check us out. Uh, Freshproduce.stl.com. Freshproduce.stl.com. You can download download this there. You can check out some pictures. You can read about the beat battles and all that stuff. Exactly. And we also on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, all the big stuff. So check us out on there as well. And I want to get us on Spotify. That's my next uh, thing I see. Hell yeah. I didn't realize they did podcasts. Yes, they do. So we got to figure that out. Hey, we're going to try to get this shit huge. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hey, thanks for listening. Absolutely. Peace. Later.